goodness, everybody. It is Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday at 4.20 p.m. So you know, you know, I know, Dustin, you know what time it is. What time is it, Dustin? Friday. I'm so excited for this Friday. Are you feeling it? I am. <laughs> Not exactly what I was looking for. I like set you up like a sausage right across the home plate. You're supposed to smack it out of the park. It's Friday. It's 4.20 p.m. That means... It's time for, I'm going to go with your second, because our guest today probably has your first. So let's go with your second favorite cannabis-centric podcast and information center, Because Cannabis, every Friday, 4.20 p.m. Uh, you feeling it, Dustin? You feeling it? You ready for today? You got the you got the tingles? That sounds really Oh, good. I got the groove. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I find myself continually taken out of the groove. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Subscribe to this channel. Hit the subscription button on the YouTube at Meet WM Socially. I'm not in my groove right now, Dustin, because it feels like it feels like every time I pick up my phone when it goes beep, beep, beep. It feels like every time an advertisement pops up in the middle of my YouTube as they shove them down my throat. It feels like it's not even feels like I'm going to put a literally every time. Every time it is someone telling me to vote for someone else. It is inundation, Dustin, inundation with the YouTube ads, but just not that, the text messages. It's the text messages I've gotten literally since we've sat down here, talked to our guest a little bit, four, four, because we are right around the corner from election day. So four text messages from two different candidates, each bashing each other and reminding me to go to the polls <laughs> to vote for their favorite person. Uh, are you a... I, I know you're into like obviously politics and such, Dustin. But do you get the in marketing? You get frustrated by the political ads. Do you just delete them? Do you like write back and say stop? Like, how do you handle this mass attack on your senses from these politicians asking you to vote for them? I'm not sure if it's just that my browser does a damn good job, but I haven't got one ad ever this season, and so I. Uh, Hold on. I think the only Hold on. One, not one ad. Not not one. Actually, no, I will say I do get text message ads, but they're always like 30% off your favorite weed. You know, like it's certainly not a political ad. I think I'm in the I don't know number for 15 years. So I'm not sure if they just don't like me enough or they're just like this guy's gonna prefer a message about weed. Maybe. And you, well, you know this, you're down into the back end software development and all that. Do you think it has something to do with putting your phone number more often into internet websites, whatever they are, right? Whatever they are, as soon as you enter it into anything from any store or any information center, it's collected in some place, which is surely collected in some database and stolen by some foreign entities and all these hacker mills. <laughs> and so it's out there. Um, or I'm not sure why I get so inundated then versus you, because I feel like you're we're both on the Internet enough. But my phone blows up hotline. Bling, like Drake is on your, I think it's a sick joke from your wife. She just uses your number every time she signs up for everything. And then mm, that could be it. she's just like, I got him again. She actually gets excited around this season. Around the, you know. It could be. I don't know. All right. Well, let's uh, find out what our guest thinks of that today. Let's see what he is feeling. Uh, so let's bring in right now. There he is. Hey, Jimmy Young. We'll get a proper introduction first. Uh, but when your phone uh, blows up uh, in this texting kind of voting season, do you get frustrated with spam in general? Or are you at this point just numb to what it happens? Nine to block. Nine <laughs> to stop. That's my mantra. 
Okay, nine to block, nine to stop. <laughs> whatever, whatever it does. Uh, I'm, I get inundated with those messages too, and it is usually from one party, not the other. And I have since told that party to go away because every time they're asking for money, it drives me nuts. Okay, so they can so they can pay for those ads because I don't know if you guys know this, but political ads are at the top of the rate card when you buy time on television or radio. It's the most expensive rate that the TV and radio stations charge. And, it, and that way it's equal to everybody. There's no bargaining. There's no uh, co-op. It's just, this is the fee. So yes, you're definitely getting inundated. It is that time of our lives where we have midterms and it's a, a very important midterm. And I hope all those young people out there who don't think that the vote matters, Get out and vote because old people like me have screwed up this country. It's time to take it back, young people. Please. <laughs> it is time to take it back. Jimmy Young, Pro Cannabis Media, ProCannabisMedia.com. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Jimmy, and joining Dustin and I on Wayward Media's Because Cannabis. I visited you many uh, about a few years ago probably on pro cannabis media as part of the cleveland state uh twice i've done that cleveland school of cannabis uh and i appreciate you returning the favor in joining us uh i did a terrible introduction because i'm not great with that stuff so why don't you do all the let people know who you are jimmy let people know who i am yeah let them know who you are promote yourself that's what i'm here for not a lot of research all right. I'm gonna admit, by the way, how long do you have? Because I can do your 30 seconds, a minute, 90 seconds. How much do you want me to tell? I'm going to test old. you. I want a 90 second recap and bio of your life starting now. <laughs> okay. So I was born in Newark, New Jersey. And that's where I spent last weekend at the Real Cannabis Entrepreneur Conference with Gary George and his cast of hundreds anyway. And it was... Uh, I worked, I lived in New Jersey the first four years of my life. And then I got, I was given Newton, Massachusetts by my parents at age four. Just one of the many reasons why I'm so spoiled and entitled. No, seriously, uh, Newton, <laughs> Massachusetts is a very nice suburb of Boston. I'm very grateful for my upbringing. I went to Tufts University. I got the first TV job I ever actually applied for on camera, which is totally unheard of. That was back in 1981, guys, way before either one of you were born. That's for sure. Okay. Was, hold on. 1974 here. 1974 when I was okay, born. So you were seven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, and I worked 11 years at the CBS affiliate WGME-TV in Portland, Maine, as their weekend sports reporter, weekday, weekday reporter, weekend anchor, and then became weekday anchor and then got the my goal was always to get back to boston which is my hometown and prove that i could be a sportscaster on tv in my hometown and i did that in 1992 when i had my own show in the boston market for six years on new england cable news which is a 24-hour regional news channel and interestingly enough i'm actually building one of those for the cannabis industry as we speak well so hold on comparable. that is exactly that was your 90 seconds and i feel like you actually got to where we got and i would have obviously let you go but just as part of my bit here i'm going to interrupt you now uh, pretty good though seconds. i was i actually put it on the clock i didn't okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have an argument maybe it's a massachusetts versus ohio there's a bit of a lag on the time <laughs> on the something going there well you um, are in the wrong time wait you're in the eastern time zone aren't you we are in the eastern time we zone. are Bizarre. we're just states away i feel like there's an internet it's like the people on the stockbrokers who try to move their location physically closer so there's like a millisecond difference when they're trading stocks and they get like a half a penny more that's how i feel is happening right now it's that <laughs> milliseconds 
when it's a million and a half a many more, it's actually a pretty good deal, buddy. So, you know, anyway. That's hey, right. So we're now a 24-hour regional news channel for cannabis, uh, business news. We, we won't tell you how to roll a joint because you can find that on the internet pretty much a million gazillion times. What you won't find are interviews with some of the biggest names in the industry talking about the business, how to get into the business, how to be compliant with all those rules and regulations and, and the challenges and more importantly, the injustices that this industry faces on a regular basis. Yeah, we actually, we have a lot of conversations about that exact thing on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's amazing to me, kind of the veil that is able to be put over the eyes in the in the name of cannabis without necessarily talking about those injustices. What what made you gravitate then towards using the internet for your voice as opposed to you know staying on normal broadcast? No one would hire me. <laughs> you know, is that crazy guy talking about weed again that's right i'm an old white guy you know that was a sportscaster you talk about the lowest of the low and the niche of the niche there you know but i you know what i grew up in newsrooms for 30 years i worked in newsrooms i was a sportscaster for 30 years and it, it gives you a mentality of like oh it's it's almost that time i have another show i got to do oh an hour later it's like oh i've got to put that package together i mean i never stopped with deadlines and i had a 90 minute show every saturday and sunday night that was a half an hour of highlights of the, that particular weekend or that day mm -hmm. and uh, also a, a live guest in studio at 11 o'clock until midnight so saturday and sunday guys you got to realize for 30 years three to midnight wednesday through sunday was my schedule that is not conducive to stability in your life, okay? No. <laughs> not, all right? And, and Mondays and Tuesdays, you know, you are off, but you get overtime if you get called in. So you totally work seven days a week if you can. <laughs> that stuff is pretty young, though. I feel like, and I have, as I have gotten older, like, I like to work harder. I, do, I don't know if it's a work harder, work smarter thing, but that grind or that desire to be there 24 hours a day, uh, I don't know. Maybe I have low testosterone. It's just leaving me a little bit. Like it's slowly fading. I think it finds it's just harder because I want to appreciate more time to sit back and enjoy the flower figuratively and literally. Right. It just, there's more time. I feel as I've aged, I want to appreciate it more. Like it may be mortality. Maybe the end is nigh. I just want to relax a little more. And I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about that. I do. Oh, <laughs> of course you would. That's baby. how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. I don't even yeah. if I'm if I'm sitting down watching a show or doing something else, I feel I don't know. They, my insides are toiling. Yeah, I can't sit. I'm not a very good sit still person. Never have been. You know, I was the guy who squirmed in the classroom when I was a kid and, you know, was ADHD. So I was always looking out the window and checking out that babe over there in the third row. You know what I mean? Those are the kind of things that I was doing in the back row of most of the classes when I grew up. So what did you, when did you decide then, Hey, like I got all this sports knowledge. I've been doing this broadcasting. I got sports talk. Sounds fun. I would like to get into sports talk. I feel I could talk Northeast Ohio sports all day. Why do that? Why well, keep going down that? There's lots of opportunities. The internet is burgeoning <laughs> into sports opportunities. He's, well, he's laughing at Northeast Ohio sports. Do you not see the football hall of fame right down the road? Where do you think the sport was invented? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old yeah, man. No, That's what I'm I saying right now. We're, now we're getting personal. I feel like we have some shots fired across. So this comes to me. <laughs> you are not doing anything, Jimmy Young, from ProCannabisMedia.com to dispel <laughs> the uh, little bit of nose in the air over in a cooler than everyone else eastern sports coast kind of vibe that people put off. You're not dispelling rumors of Bostonites and them and their – You uh, could just see his inner child come back when he heard you say that. He had so much joy and laughter. It was – I'm waving the white flag. All right. I'm just waving the white flag on that one. Okay. You know, that. Why talk weed, Jimmy Young? Why talk so weed? Me, we'll get back me, to let it. Let me explain. Let, let me explain how I got this. I watched an interview. I think it was with Joe Lasardi, who was the founder at the time and CEO of Pure Leaf, probably in 2018, four or five years ago. And I was so embarrassed by the questions that the reporter was asking the CEO. And it was so obvious that that person did no homework, no due diligence, no background check. And even if Joe answered a question, the the host or the interviewer didn't listen, which is the most important thing when you interview somebody is to listen to what they're saying. <laughs> I bet somebody in your life has told you, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? I think my mother-in-law <laughs> just said that to me last week. And I literally look like she literally because I interrupted her. I'm like, I'm 50. And she just said she literally said that exact same thing to me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. By the way, you must also learn as a male, things can go in this ear and come right out of that ear. I for, oh, did you say that to me? I completely forgot about that. That's a you story know, I of my life. You told three or four times before I remember stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's me. So that that's what motivated me. And then a friend of mine who owns a podcast network, a aggregated um, set of podcasts called CLNSmedia.com, encouraged me to go to do a cannabis podcast. And of course, I looked at him and I said, is a podcast, right? Isn't that an audio file? Isn't that like an interview that you listen to just the audio? And he goes, yeah, that's a podcast. And I go, okay, so where's my cassette recorder? Because like back in the day when I did interviews when I was a kid, I used a cassette recorder, yes. right? Yeah. A microphone, yeah. right? right? So, and then he explained to me, it's now digital. Oh, I get it. And now you can buy doohickeys so that you have a Bluetooth microphone. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Connects to your iPhone. And the next thing you know, you're out in the field doing 1080i interviews, uh, filling up the entire 16 by 9 viewfinder. <laughs> it's right? incredible. Rule of thirds, rule of thirds, guys, right? And <laughs> and and creating content. And it, it, it just, I went to the New England Cannabis Convention in March 18, 2018, and met my sponsor there. My current sponsor is still with me after four years, and I've never gone up on rate on them because they believed in me before I had an audience. And yeah. finally, now I have one. And, you know, they're still supporting me, which is a great thing. And it's not easy, as you guys might know, uh, to get sponsorship, to get support from this industry, because they're so they're so careful about the compliance stuff that they have to do. And they don't want to, you know, jeopardize their license in any way. Plus, I think the average marketing budget of dispensaries, not the entire industry, but, but dispensaries, is like $50,000 a year. Yeah. Okay, which is really one good 30-second commercial in a major market, I just want to say. So, exactly. you know, do the math. You know, if you, I called on the New England Ford dealers for a time, and, you know, their, their uh, seasonal budget was $10 million. They had to spend that, okay? Yes. 
So anyway, that was that's my rant on that. So that's why I did it. I went to that show and I looked around. And I went, oh my God, look at all these people with you know booths. There was 350 exhibitors. There were 35,000 people going through the door. I'm like, this is a pretty big business. I had no idea. No idea. You know, no idea. Wow. Guys, let's I, I I knew a lot more about using the substance than the advocacy or what it actually did. Okay, sure. let's just say, cut to the chase, 14 to 30, I every single day of my life. And then I took 10 years off when my son was born and went straight for 10 years. By the way, then got my job in Boston. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And, and then uh, after I walked away from ex-wife number two, I decided to uh, move in with. Oh, well, again, you're working seven days a week, getting that overtime, and I. I appreciate it's hard to balance. Appreciate the three to midnight comment. I understand, right? Yeah, oh no. Yes. My bedtime. I think as soon as you said three to midnight, I assumed there's at least three or four in the past. Like, because that's what happens. You just stack them up like dominoes at some point. Yeah, you have no idea how true those words are. Right now, cut deep uh, here. That, we cut that, deep, that Jimmy. We said, cut deep. That's all right. No, no, no. That that being said, uh, that's how it all started. And the, the first podcast, first interview that I did, which, by the way, was only audio. OK, I'll admit that. That's all right. <laughs> that's how it used like, to be. Why it's true. Yeah. But why are we why is anybody creating an audio only podcast when they can do a video podcast and create double the content? Exactly. Without working exactly. any harder. I'm just saying. Right. Exactly. So and and today's world. Good. Yeah. No, and, and when you think about it, it's kind of funny because like I have children that are nine, 10, 11 years old at this point. And so um, when you ask each of them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Two of them are like YouTube star. And one of them is like, I want to make smoothies. So my, my, my smoothie one. I'm putting I'm, all my money on the smoothie kid. That's all I'm saying. That's right. I'm feeling it. That's right. All in. All in and that so smoothie. It's one of those things where, yeah, you're not doing extra work and the extra content and the extra places you can put it and the extra avenues to get those ears and eyes from people and the supporting money, the sponsorship money all changes when you add video. So yeah, it's, it's one of, it's a natural progression, but I don't blame anybody at first who's nervous enough alone just to have the conversation to feel like they even have an authority to talk about something and then add the visual to them where you can see that on, you know, the, the lack of confidence essentially. I act, I'll tell you the other thing that is a, uh, very few people recognize this, but um, it's one of the things I I'm going to be talking about with my production staff of one, Okay. <laughs> How about the reaction shot when people are saying something? Like if you're on them tight and full screen, which you guys don't, I see you're not switching it. You're just letting it go, which is, oh. <laughs> See, it's, it's how little we do it, Jimmy. We're still working on who to put live. And th we actually had the same conversation recently. Now it's just Jimmy on the big screen and I'm talking. Uh, the same conversation. Got to get more of you. No, but but no, that that's not necessary. Sometimes if I actually said something important and you wanted to take that tight shot, I get it. Okay. There, that's a reason to be on it. That's just not because I'm talking, because I think the reactions of the other people in the Zoom room to what the that person who is talking is actually I don't want to say entertaining, but it's a form of communication. Nonverbal communication, guys, yeah. is 90% of the game. Okay. 
So that being said, you take away that a little bit when you go, like I would love the feature where you take um, the full screen and then you have the other two in the other side, like the gallery mode. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. On deck kind of a thing. That I, that I would like really. Um, but the weird thing is, you know, this 49% of our content is delivered on this thing. Yes. Right. You know, so, and, and by the way, I even know how to do that onto my smart TV. Okay. So ah, can, it feels go. good swipe, now, doesn't it? You can swipe <laughs> off the phone and get a full screen view of that if you wanted to do. I know the technology is there. Now, the technology knowledge of doing it every time is not there. No. It's interesting because we had those conversations when we were building, say, the thumbnails. We went back and forth, and our first thumbnail before we launched had about a bazillion points of information on it. And it looked great on Dustin's 32-inch iMac screen. I'm like, yeah, it's wonderful. And we pulled it up. I said, make it go live. you know. And we pulled it up on my phone, and I couldn't read anything. I'm like, right. Dustin, no one can see this. And now it's just, and we, he felt, Dustin will admit this. He's like, I felt silly putting, here's a giant head in four words. I'm like, but that is what you can see in the right. scrolling. And you got to catch their eye in that. So the amount of information in, sometimes you think about all these different reactions, you want to put all the effort into it. But at the end of the day, if it is being watched on a four or five inch screen, where's the, I don't know, like how much do you put in, especially on, you know, you're ahead of us. You got a production staff of one. We're at zero, right? We're probably negative right now. Uh, so uh, so we're trying, you know, you are trying to balance that, trying to make it work and trying to grow and put together. You feel confident with the content and where you're going and where you were, but it's how do you get out there and how much effort do you make it to look more professional? I was watching someone's podcast the other day and I was super jealous of it. But at the same point, I literally saw it for a second put it down and was listening to it while I was cleaning my shower. So I didn't look at it other than the first 10 seconds. Okay. Let, let me put my professorial hat on. Uh, Let's talk. I teach media at the college level of the greater Boston, Massachusetts area. So the consumer now who actually uses media, which is pretty much the entire world is now in charge of their use of media, what they watch, when they watch, how they watch that particular piece of content, okay? Back in the day, it was how many eyeballs, how many times? Nielsen ratings, that was our that was our yes. Bible, right? Nielsen's gone, thankfully, because I thought they were a monopoly and I always felt more people were watching than what they told me were watching, okay? That being yeah. said, okay, now we've got something called visual radio. That's what we're doing. We've created a format. This is what, what Pro Cannabis Media is. It's CNBC's format talking about weed Mm -hmm. and it's it is it's interviews with investors and business people and and professors and um people who teach this and scientists and botanists and advocates and by the way lawyers are great interviews i'm sure you guys have figured that one out right yes yes i would say lawyers and talk show hosts are great interviews for you guys and doctors doctors are a tough one because sometimes they get super deep in the technical lingo that it becomes a little Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like Jim, oh, simpatico. Uh, that's exactly what happens. Like we've had some really smart geneticists on here and I love them, but yeah. about 20 minutes in my eyes are glazed and it's not the cannabis. It is just like, and it feels, and they can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, yeah. but it's, is it enjoyable? Well, I, and my second, my, my secondary thought with this is when we first started this, I started looking up the data on, do people remember 
content first or do they remember the quality of the content, the video production quality? Did it have, you know, everything else that's associated with it? And the truth was, is every bit of analytics all pointed to 70% remember what content was displayed or, or, you know, said, and the 30% is remembering the quality. And so that's why we never focused heavy on that right now. You know, we figured at that point, that unnecessary time spend when we could be producing or doing other things for the show is like, exactly. <laughs> it just, it had that, that feel budget, to it. Right. By the way, give me a budget. I'll make it look fantastic. Yeah, okay. there you go. I have no budget. There's something called the quick and dirty style of storytelling. That's newsroom 101 right there. Quick and dirty, right? Yeah. This, where is it again? Here it is. Phone again. This is a great tool for that. It really is. Um, it's quick I, and dirty. I slept around a 40 or 50 pound tripod for like 20 years. I got tendonitis. My back is broken now because of it. The The equipment back in the day was so big and clunky and heavy. And, you know, I'm a 20 year old at the time anyway, 30 year old at the time. You know, you're supposed to be able to handle that, which I handled. But of course, <laughs> I'm 30 years older than that now. And it's all catching up with me now. Man, my body's broken and it is what it is. Uh, but I want to just explain something. Uh, and BC, I don't even know if you did this, but you and I both did a nonverbal communication thing right there. And you were talking about those questions going over the head and I used my hand and I put it over my head. Only you and I saw that unless people are watching this as opposed to listening to it. Mm -hmm. So again, there's a perfect example of the differences between visual radio and just podcasts, audio files, right? Mm -hmm. So there you go. I'm just like, this has been good, guys, because there is a difference in media. And, and you know, I'm, I'm still teaching. I'm trying to explain this to the young people that I teach, too. It's like, you know, guys, you don't need to wait around for NBC to discover you and pay you seven figures because that ain't going to happen. OK, well, First, and you're not right. going to practice with them prior to this. Like, how do you get that comfortability? How do you hear yourself and see, holy smokes, I'm saying um too many times, or how do you, you know, like there's a lot that goes into that, that you just need to do it more than hear Here's about doing it note. or know it. If you're on so visual like, media, uh, and a lip smack. I'm this is the that. four Very things good. I do often. So I have this posted right below the camera. So I constantly look at it because these four things and listening to my past audio are things I have heard from myself. And so I'm trying to curb them. Right. But that comes from putting out content again and again. Have you gone back and listened to a very early episode of Pro Cannabis Media? recently like if you listen to one of your first shows from like 17 or 18 to hear how a young ish and i'll put oh, an ish in there jimmy young sounded 17 and eight, hang on a second 2017 and 2018 or being 17 and 18 well i was thinking your first campus <laughs> media but i want to go far like when's the last time you watched one of your first sports cast do you have that access like if you go uh, back and watch them, that i actually have some of them on my laptop and there's a couple of reasons okay one is i can't believe that i got hired to do that that's the first thing. By the way, we are all our toughest critics, right? We, we, and, and one of the first things I teach is record your voice on your phone and play it back because you're not going to like it and you're going to be surprised at what you sound like. I said, now, <laughs> let's put a camera on you. Now, not only are you going to be saying to myself, oh, my goodness, right? That's how I look today. That's how I sound today. You better get used to that, too. So what you're talking about, guys, is called experiential learning. 
And this is one of the things I love to teach these young people. I know they don't do it because I was a young person. I never did anything my professor said. Anyway, bottom line is read aloud five minutes a night and work on your enunciation, your pronunciation, your inflection, and your cadence because those are the four words that make up my curriculum of oral communication that I teach. And now I'm going to give you a tip. You want to get rid of your DAP fillers? Yes. You ready? You ready? Okay. Um. Fill up your lungs with air before you start speaking. That way you actually start talking from your diaphragm, which is where most of the air sits. And it is air and, and formulating your mouth and that makes sounds and, and all that neat stuff. So every time you think that there's a pause or you're trying to collect your thoughts and you make a sound to fill in that dead air, don't. Take a breath in. Now it's going to take time because you're going to still want to go, ah, and, and by the way, I'll admit, there are times I actually use a gap filler, okay? Especially as I get older because there are gaps in here now. <laughs> <laughs> Those cognitive issues that everybody talks about when you turn your 60s, okay? They actually exist. I mean, <laughs> first time in my life I've been in a talk show and I start talking and they're like, I have no idea where I was going. I lost my, I lost my train of thought. And I was straight, okay? I do my interview straight, guys. Yeah. Not under the influence. Now, of course, somebody says, well, maybe you should try something else. And I go, that would only be more dangerous because I know myself, okay? That's half my problem is when I'm not on camera and it's not being recorded, I'm relaxing. Exactly, right? <laughs> Read between the lines, boys, okay? You can figure out what I'm doing to relax, okay? Sorry. Uh, mowing the lawn? Lots of bats. Yes. Fishing? Of, I, didn't touch, I didn't touch a shovel once last winter and forget about mowing the lawn. Never happen. Will not happen ever again. I can tell wow. you. Wow. I'm <laughs> renting. I'm a poor dude right now. I'm renting. Renting a place. What's that? Uh, that's it. Renting the place there uh, up in Massachusetts. All right, uh, Jimmy. Let's talk a little cannabis stuff. I wanted to get you on here, Jimmy Young, ProCannabisMedia.com. Uh, check him out on YouTube. It's a great show. You got a ton of a ton okay. of content because it's not just talking cannabis, as you said. It's very specific interviews. You kind of have this daily news show. You have all these different angles happening. So I imagine, uh, Jimmy Young, you are all up in the haps of the uh, cannabis industry these days. So right. we are, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Jimmy, we're coming up on election time here. And so there are five states. There are five states that we are going to uh, find ourselves uh, up, up against it this mm -hmm. upcoming year. And so first starting off is Arkansas. What do you think, Jimmy? Is Arkansas one of our five states, as we see here on screen, Arkansas voters uh, issue four on their midterm ballot, their marijuana uh, legislative initiative here? Um, going to have some home grow going on there. It looks like we got 40 dispensaries can operate. Issue four in Arkansas, Jimmy, how are you feeling about it? It's going to pass. And that's just not my opinion, guys. I just asked Morgan Fox the same question from normal, and he thinks that's one that he feels confident about. But, you know, here's the thing. This is why everybody has to go to the polls. I don't know if you know this, but whenever cannabis is on the ballot in, and it is in five states, Arkansas, Maryland, uh, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, and South Dakota, again, the vote is big. People, people come out to voice their opinions on this plant medicine when they have an opportunity to do it. And then I see a list. This is the funniest thing. I see a list this morning. I was reading the newspaper, not the sports page, by the way. And it was listing the, what is what are voters most concerned about? You know, inflation being the top one. And it goes all the way down. And there's 8%, because by the way, cannabis is not listed on that. There's 8% of other. 
Now, the other of 8% is higher than, I think, four or five of those other issues, okay? But again, nobody's going to say, well, the reason that the most important issue to me is cannabis, because no one's going to think that's politically correct or rightfully right. I mean, you know, those in the business know, yes, I am a pro-cannabis uh, voter, and this is what I care about. I care about other things too, especially injustices and expungement of records and, and getting all the people out of jail. I mean, Steve D'Angelo and the last prisoner project, what he's doing is pretty remarkable. And I know that he's a controversial figure in this industry, but you know what? I like the guy. Okay. I like everybody because I think there's good in all people. That's how I build my relationship. I think it comes from, I think what Steve and Andrew have done with last prisoner. And I know some people get, as you talked about publicly, talk about him but he's been around a long time i think it's always come from the best place i think anyone that's out there and i think similar to you jimmy i try to and i think dustin that's why one of the things we have uh you know bonded over the ability to just see the best in people like the world is a bad place and we can find ourselves negative we're both spiral upward kind of people try to complement versus construct it's just you get enough garbage in the world. I get enough spewed uh, all over me. I don't need it from that, right? From people I hang with. So when I try to engage in moments, I try my best to make them as positive for myself and the other person as possible. Because I don't know. I don't have time. I don't have time to go on the internet and bash people. I don't have time to do all those things. Uh, so good or bad, I think most people are from, especially, you know, from the best place, from the right intention. Yeah. It's very easy to uh, react and and hate somebody that to me that's the easiest reaction is a violent reaction that's hateful those can be taught so that you don't have that reaction that we are all one family of humanity here if we don't get our act together and by the way let's go back to the old white man screwing up this country okay that we're not we're not going to be here but our children we're giving them a mess to clean up yeah <laughs> and their children I'm hoping by that time, I'm hoping two more generations, okay, will actually understand that um, no government has a right to tell you what you can or can't do with your body. And I don't care if you're male or female, okay? There are certain freedoms that are mine, and they're all within this area. You, you know what I'm saying? Don't Absolutely. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm not hurting anybody. What I put in my body and what I do with my body is me, 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 me. It's the one most selfish thing I can do. And I like that. Okay. So no government should be dictating what we do with that. And we went backwards. I know you know where I'm going with that. We went backwards and I am, I am really mad about that. Let's just say that. I think, um, I think we're all let's mad show. about. Yeah. I mean, and seeing that pendulum swing in my lifetime is actually the biggest surprise. Cool. I, I, I'm never surprised that it swings one way or another to the extremes, but I didn't expect that one. In right. mind. Well, I didn't expect Supreme to be having Court, that. The Supreme Court in the checks and balances world of government, the U.S. government, is supposed to be non-political. And it became political when a few justices passed. And then you put you put the approval process in the hands of the people that don't even look like our country anymore. And I'm talking about the U.S. That was the point. Do you, do you believe that that was the point in which that was happening with the Supreme Court? Yes. Or do you think it was right. 10 years prior? I mean, it seemed like... When the Supreme Court only started taking up not certain issues, but a lot more issues that just they never did before, when they became the deciding factor on so many different things. Um, and that seemed like it was happening 10 or 15 years, decades before the justice was passing away. 
I'm going to I'm going to test your cannabis knowledge of history. Did at any oh. time in our <laughs> you're already shaking. Hold on, we're getting serious now. Let me put on my thinking cap. <laughs> at any point in our U.S. history, did the Supreme Court make a judgment about cannabis? The Supreme this Court, so our, our judicial branch. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to go with no, Jimmy Young. Okay, you'd be wrong. All right? I know. And let me tell you when. It was a unanimous vote in 1969 when Timothy Leary, who got busted for possession of cannabis in his bag going back and forth Mexico to Texas. He, if I tested, he said, now he did it on the rules that anything he said would incriminate himself. So that was what the the unanimous decision of the Supreme Court had in that time, okay, was, hey, you know what? That Tax Act of 1937, that's unconstitutional. Then two years later, Tricky Dick Nixon, one of the most racist non-people in my world, okay, because I hated him growing up because he was, um, he represented the establishment, if you will, okay? And I love Jimmy Young. <laughs> I thought you were about, I thought I literally so at thought that you were time, about to say I love I love Richard Nixon. Nixon and I was gonna say, holy shit, this is about to get weird. That's I was right. so Tricky you were so Yorba Linda, okay? I lived in Yorba Linda and I, I went to the Nixon Museum. Like I lived in California. Let me ask you a question. Do they have his nose like in, in wax or something in that museum? Because you know years ago. That's what cost him the debates against Kennedy in 1960. Um, so you know what happened, the Controlled Substances Act, yes. 1973, I think it was 73, it got passed, but it was introduced in 71. And we're still fighting, we being the cannabis industry, is still fighting to get that thing descheduled. And I got to, I, by the way, Dustin, I live to hear the day that the President of the United States admitted that the cannabis laws are not in, you know, we need to do something about this, right? I mean, he actually said that. And, you know, we can get into the details. Oh, he didn't really pardon 6,500 people. It was really window dressing. I don't care. No disrespect. I'd like to meet one of those people. Actually, I said that same thing two episodes ago. <laughs> and there is one out there. Morgan Fox told me that the Northeast Director of Normal actually had his federal cannabis possession pardoned. Oh, And I want to talk to him because I want to say, well, when did you find out about that? What was the process of that? You know, tell me about how you got busted first. And now, and obviously he's in normal, which means he's fighting for the rights of the people to do what they want. But man, it's a crazy time out there, guys, isn't it? I think it's the steps and I think the steps have to matter. I don't understand. And maybe it's maybe it's because it's a younger generation and it's we are very quick, like in everything. I've told the story before when I used to DJ, I'd go to parties uh, when I play older folks like ourselves, Jimmy Young. When I work those parties, no one ever asked me to skip a song. They like to hear a song all the way through when I work a high school dance about 30 seconds into the song. If they're not feeling it, the crowd starts going scoop scoop and you know what it's like to have a thousand people yell skip and you can't really skip it because it's just not how it works in that environment so generation <laughs> or um you know the mind gap is a little shorter so what happens i think is because it's not everything they get frustrated that we can't have a few baby steps and i appreciate the baby steps i think what our current potus did is a step in the right direction is it a magic is it fixing everything of course it doesn't of course we have room to go are we 
moving in the right direction. Is this the first time in quite some time that we've had the highest of leaders really actively and openly discussing cannabis mitting, as Jimmy Young from ProCannabisMedia.com just said, that we need to look at this, that there are some injustices? Is the Controlled Substance Act having cannabis schedule one ridiculous? Of course it is. And they're acknowledging that. Kamala Harris was part of, uh, you know, the... Um, more act and the sponsor of it before becoming vice president. So we're seeing now, once again, no president, no even pro cannabis media or politician has ever said, you know, come hit from my bong. We've never got there yet. Like no one's ever been so into it other than that one guy who sat in the cornfield from like Iowa or something like that. He no, was no, all no, the guys running for office in new Orleans and Louisiana. Yes. Right? He sat it. He sat there smoked. I mean, that was a great, great example of normalization. Yes. I can't even remember the guy's name. That tells you again, I'm I'm 65 years old, guys. I at least I have that built in now that I'm on Medicare, right? So I, you know, I have these <laughs> cognitive issues, right? So anyway. Do you want to keep talking about some of these states? Because I love I love ripping. Yeah, what about Christie's gnome from uh, South Dakota? I was just gonna talk. I wanted to talk about the Dakotas. You know, North Dakota is what measure two, but what South Dakota's? Uh, uh South Dakota is um Okay, similar to North Dakota, I'm reading here, all right? <laughs> so you guys know there's South Dakotans for better marijuana laws, and they actually had it passed by a, by a I don't know what it's a 56-44 uh, oh, right. in the last election. But the governor, Christy Noem, she didn't like that. So she decided to challenge that constitutionally, which, by the way, is basically throwing, a, you know, a fit. water in the yeah, face of Yeah, because didn't they pass... <laughs> Right? Medical and, and now, adult and use this, at the this, same this time. Yeah. Um, so she got it. She got it with whatever de delayed more than anything else. Now it's back on the ballot question again. And uh, now, <clears throat> excuse me, she's actually changed her tune because she's up for re-election. Oh. You know, that's why I hate politicians, guys. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's right or wrong. It's what's going to keep me in office. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. I'm. Uh, I'm of a firm belief that it should only take one one go around to get what you really needed done or, or do what you say you're going to do. And after that, you should get the hell out. Like if you can't make a, a, a difference or yeah, yes. Okay. I, I, it's a need, kind of a funny term thing. limits, but you know, who's going to fight that tooth and nail. And you know what? I know that that's <laughs> what this country was built on. Everybody has the right to their opinion, but listen to the people who are, listen to the people who are putting you in office and represent them the way they want you to represent them. That should be an oath. That I think that is their oath when they get sworn in, isn't it, guys? Otherwise, we really don't. We I know we don't have a true democracy, okay? It's a Republican. The Electoral College is, is ridiculous at this point, too. But that's my opinion. I'm, you know where I'm from. You know which side I lean to? Wait, does that work that way? I'm not sure how that, how that works. works. I don't, I don't know which way to yet. lean, you know, when you're opposite on camera, right? <laughs> That's right. It's I, reverse I mean, imagery. I get that like, Paul Revere and Jimmy Young, though. I get, you know, like it's 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 in its roots. One yeah. if by land, two if by sea. By the That's way, right. I, have the old, I have the old North Church in my kitchen on display right now. I knew it. Place. I felt it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we have two more states that are gonna really up for debate in this uh, current election. That's the two M's, Maryland and Missouri, uh, according to this article that I'm looking at here. Uh, so Maryland, which is Maryland question four, which they're looking at, uh, is leaning towards a yes. It seems the polling of Maryland is 73 percent favor their recreational that's Missouri. Not leaning, just for the record. That's oh, it's a, not leaning? That's a slam dunk. Okay? It's a slam dunk in Maryland? 
Yep. It, it seems like it, but it seems like Missouri is a maybe slam dunk the other way. It seems like they are really fighting it uh, politically in Missouri, according to this article I read. There's a reason why Missouri is Missouri. Okay. <laughs> and, and I mean that as a, as a favorable, you know, the show me, it's the show me state. It is probably the most different state. You know, there, there's one extreme and then there's another extreme. There's nothing really moderate about either party in Missouri. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Jones is our uh, week talk news correspondent, which by the way, BC, by the way, don't give me a daily news show, please. Okay. No, no. daily. We do a weekly. No. That's we, enough. Okay. Once more, a week. Jimmy Young, more pro cannabis media all the darn time. That's what I need. <laughs> Well, you we pay me, Jimmy. You put it on. I'll be there every day. You if pay me. If you're interested in learning, I'm big on just put it on and listen to it in the background. It's a radio format. It's like listening to classic rock or country or sports talk or news talk. It That's what we deliver. And it is seven days a week of different programming. Seven Maybe that's days the dark. A week of different programs, people. We don't repeat a program inside that 24-hour loop on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Saturday is my favorite day because Dave Briggs interviews some of the biggest names in sports like Paul Pierce and Gary Payton and Calvin Johnson and Darren McCarty and Kyle Turley. And, oh, Amani Toomer is his co-host. And Tiki Barber and Ricky Williams have been on with him. That's all day Saturday on The Conversation with Dave Briggs. How is that for a good promo, guys? That's a great promo. And it peaked my eye. We saw my eyes like if you're watching on YouTube right now because cannabis, because you subscribe. Uh, you see all my eyes pop wide because I think, you know, I'm a big sports fan uh, from this mecca of sports known as Northeast Ohio. Um, and so I uh, really am into it. I feel like this is the last time I talked to Jimmy Young. He made fun of Northeast Ohio sports. It's just ruthless, ruthless, oh. Massachonian uh, well, hang, hang. superiority complex. Okay, so. Here. You guys don't understand. <laughs> when I grew up, all my teams, except for the Celtics, lost. Okay? Seventh game disappointments for the Red Sox in 67, 75, 86. I was at Shea Stadium when the ball went through Buckner's legs. I had to go into the <laughs> locker room and ask him, how do you feel, Bill? Really? How do you think I feel, right? And you know what his answer was, by the way, guys? Great, great thing. Oh, my first thoughts were I get to play in the seventh game of the World Series. Now, what does that tell you about life? It's not about getting knocked down. It's not about your defeats. It's learning from those and looking forward to the future and picking yourself off the camp, up off the canvas and moving on. And that's why I think Bill Buckner should be in the Hall of Fame, among other reasons. He's got the stats to do it. But anyway, I, told you you, Pete I, Rose? I always go back to sports, guys. I can't well, just real quick, where are you at on Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame then? I say Pete. In. All right. And then same with the steroid era, I would assume, like 100% a in. Mary Bonds McGuire. 100% in. I'm the same with you. They're just Roger playing. Clemens, in- Roger Clemens was must-see baseball when he pitched for the Boston Red Sox from 1986 to 2000 and hmm, I don't, maybe even 95, maybe. Uh, no, 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 no. He was still there because I interviewed him in 95. So, again, he was a Hall of Famer from the get-go. Uh, and, and look <laughs> – I, I almost called him Bobby Bonds because I'm a bigger Bobby Bonds fan than I am a Barry Bonds fan because Barry Bonds is an asshole. I'm sorry. That's his <laughs> reputation. He lives up to it, and he's actually proud of that, which tells you something about Own it. Own it. Right. Um, so, and, and I loved um, Hank Aaron because Hank Aaron was more than just a great Hall of Fame baseball player. He was a champion of civil rights. He, he really 
really allowed people to see, wow, a, a black man can really hit a ball as fast as, and as long and as many times as a white man. Those lessons had to be learned and a lot yes. of society learned them through sports. It's Jesse pretty Owens, incredible. Anybody? 1936 Olympics? Again, sorry. No, no, it's pretty incredible what uh, has happened through that uh Time. I want to get back real quick to the political conversation because, Dustin, we have a vote here in Ohio. I don't know if I've ever actually endorsed someone publicly. That's uh, a weird thing to do to put my name behind someone. My huge name, Jimmy Young, my my legion of followers. I'm about to publicly declare I'm about to publicly endorse someone that I've never done before, Jimmy Young. Uh, so in Ohio, we have a governor election uh, with Nan Whaley versus Mike DeWine. Uh, Mike DeWine has been very anti cannabis we have a medical program here begrudgingly because it makes the state money uh nan whaley who i met at a recent cannabis exposition much again like jimmy young was talking about she may not be wearing a cannabis suit but she comes to events and it's a at least an avenue that she recognizes and it's a major part of her platform which would i think help get to ohio's where it needs to be with adult use to both compete for our patients and just to compete as an economic level with states legalizing around us looking at what michigan is doing already looking what Pennsylvania, especially if Fetterman ends up getting elected, is going to lead towards legalization. So uh, I'm a Nan Whaley person. Dustin, where are you at? I assume you're Nan Whaley for this election, yeah. but uh, yeah, right. 100%. You got to go. I don't think she's going to win. If I'm being super honest, if you're going to give me the truth serum, DeWine has a Ted Nugent stranglehold uh, uh, on here, some so to speak. So I don't think that happens. We're so <laughs> conservative here. Is that who's saying stranglehold? I don't think it's Ted Nugent. I think that's I totally why young it. people need to get out and vote in Ohio. Oh, Nan Whaley would win if the young people, you should have seen the flocking of young. Now, this was a cannabis fest. And let's talk about representation, right? Mike DeWine's an old white guy. Uh, Nan White's a white woman. But this cannabis uh, fest that we were at was a celebration of expungement in the African-American community. So it was probably 60 to 70 percent. Uh, and she was with them and they loved her, loved her. And it was probably 17 to 20 eight was maybe the average age and they mocked or they flocked to her flocked to her so uh because i think they she got out there and met them and spoke to them and hugged them and, and said i'm here for you and so i think that was an important step yeah you guys um asked me why i started this company and when i started to learn about the history of the plant and how racism is really the reason why it's prohibited mm. right? uh from 1937 and then of course the, uh, those that were in power in the 30s, 40s, and 50s wanted to sustain the Jim Crow South because they too were exactly. racist. Okay, segregation was never supposed to happen. Okay, but it did, and the the the, the people that were in charge of the money made sure that it, that caste system was set up. And the fact that police were able to profile, use the war on drugs as a tool and excuse to profile black people. Three and exactly. a half more times arrested because and more likely exactly that is so it's it it kills me. Well, like, and that's my thing is we talk a lot about these companies like these MSOs who are donating to this charity or donating to this thing, and to me, it's like you are missing the whole damn point. You know on what backs your entire business was built on. And you know that, you know, they ran highways through their neighborhoods and split families apart over this. And that's my thing with the 6,000 part. And that's why it felt so irrelevant to me because it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of families split up and, you know, profiled over this thing and 6,000 pardon, though it is a step, 
has nothing to say or do towards acknowledging that we did that to you know to a, a whole sect of people within our country. And so it's it's before the most heartbreaking that, thing about this industry to me. Hey, Dustin, before, before, just keep in mind that the old white man came to this earth in, at Plymouth Rock back in the 17th century. And what do we do to those that were already here, the indigenous people? We slaughtered them and put them in cages. Okay. Right. right? So, you know, it, and we didn't, haven't really, I don't think we've made amends. I just want to say <laughs> yeah, no, for these exactly. indigenous people. And I feel, look, it's only because I see the injustice. None of us on this program are ever going to understand what it's like to be a black person in this country. It just, it doesn't. If you have white skin, people treat you differently than if you have black skin. It is the, it is a fact. And, and you can ask any black person in America if that's true, because they are the ones who told me this. And I understand now, mm -hmm. and I understand the tool. You know, I was a history major at Tufts University. And I studied African-American history as like a, a, a concentration of my American studies. And I did not know about Tulsa until three years ago, which wow. means it was buried in history books, mm -hmm. or maybe it was a paragraph. And it just wasn't, you read about what happened in that community. It is disgusting. And yeah. it is one of the reasons, again, why I'm not afraid to talk about this stuff. You know, you talk about promotion. I'm a talk show host. Okay. I don't mind. This is my opinion. If you don't like it, you can have your own opinion. That's okay. And Lord knows, I wish we had took, we, I wish we could take phone calls. That's what I missed. I miss the interaction with the audience. I know there's chat rooms and stuff, but I can't use my fingers. And I can't write and think at the same time. Yeah, it's hard. Right? The chat is way more difficult than uh, right. immediate in the right. ear kind of conversation. Right. And even if it was speech recognition chat, I would approve of it better, more than what we have now. And I don't like the anonymity um, that the internet allows the inmates who are ruling the asylum now of media, I might add, uh, <laughs> have to say and what they say. So we got off. Hey, can I go back to North Dakota? Because this is kind of funny. Yeah, right? of course you can. All right. So in, uh, I'm trying to look. I think it was South Dakota. They gave the numbers of, oh, no, Arkansas. So Arkansas uh, collected 193,000 signatures, the Responsible Growth Arkansas campaign, to get it on the ballot. North Dakota, <laughs> 25,762. <laughs> and it still got on because there's nobody in North Dakota. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it only takes 25,000 signatures to get onto the ballot in North Dakota? I guess so. That's wow. You know, I never realized how few people uh, live up there. So uh, if you had to flip a coin, if you had to put your endorsement out, do you think Missouri is going to pass? Uh, yeah, I don't think let, so. Let me, let's look at it. There's five, right? Yes. If, if, if we get if we, the cannabis industry gets three out of five, it's a big win. If they get two out of five, eh, three, three out of five, it's a big win. Four out of five. And it's a really big win. So I'm did not you think, tell you what's that? Did you think Arkansas was a yes or a no? I said yes. All right. So that's yeah. Arkansas, Maryland, and South Dakota, we think is yeses, which leaves North Dakota is a question mark because there's only like four people voting. Uh so it's up to that, you know, it's up to that small circle of people, the Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Weed up there to the choose the uh and then probably Missouri is um probably no. So that's a potential for three. You know, there's a good shot. Does that put us there. over the half mark within the country? 
No, three, no. Yeah, 19 plus three is 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're at 19 right now. We just got Rhode Island at 19. Uh, but we're getting there. I mean, we're we're slowly getting there. You and go I think five for five, by the way. If you go five for five, the math there is a little bit better, right? It's a little closer. It's, it's but, only one, right? So uh needless to say the, the rooting section is, is pulling for that. But I I know that uh three out of five would be a good would be a big win for the industry. And I, I do think Maryland is in. I think South Dakota is going to get in just because Christy Nome has screwed up that state so bad and has embarrassed herself and this country with her actions, to be honest. I can say that stuff too, by the way. Probably. It's your, <laughs> your microphone. Yeah, you're brilliant. You have a microphone in front of your face. That means you're f- truthfully honest about everything you say. It's facts. That's right. And uh, if, and if, and if uh, somebody sues me for libel, it's, it's you guys. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, we have no one. We have no budget. We're just going to ignore those calls. Yeah, That's I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to literally <laughs> not answer the phone. that cease and desist letter. It doesn't yeah. exist. No, right. not going to happen. Uh, we, but the other part of voting is also, as we talked about, some of the governors, right? If you look at both Pennsylvania and Ohio, I think those two elections, amongst others, those are I'm more familiar with because those are the ads I see nonstop um, that could affect that as well. Because those two decisions as governorship changes the course of our two states, our Ohio and the bordering state. So it's not just the actual states voting legal. It's uh, looking into in including your your representatives. Right. We have some people, as you said, some midterm elections coming up, some congressmen and Senate folks. So those as well can help dictate kind of the direction that your state may take. So I think it's important to get out there and vote. Uh, I'm super happy. Uh, they keep changing my voting station. And it is now not that you can see this. It is right across the road. There's a church that is across the street. I used to have to drive two and a half miles, which was kind of inconvenient, darn it. But now I can walk across the street. I can probably uh, light a joint, walk across the street, uh, and go vote. Hopefully, a five minute drive was too much for you. Two and a half miles was not a five kidding. minute drive. That was too much for you. I don't like to get behind the wheel. I've already, we have my, my my distaste of driving. My distaste of driving has already been talked about. Uh, uh, ad nausea on this show i would uh if i could get a chauffeur all the time i'd be my lifestyle i hate driving cars i just don't like driving i don't know my wife drives everywhere we go i just it's fine with me i like to sit shotgun i'm a shotgunner i never i've known you for 10 years i've never known this about you and i'm a little disappointed i just don't like to drive man i don't know i don't like to sit in the back seat either and now i put an ice pack on my back so I, I can actually drive for longer distances than five minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> As we wrap up on old people talk, I get the uh, the sciatic nerve or something and like the left leg, like the left leg goes a little numb. I have to stop every like 20 miles at rest stops to stretch. That's right. what happens. I have to stretch mid drive. My son lives about three hours south of me. And so uh, where he lives now, I go visit him occasionally and I got to stop at least twice <laughs> to go see him. And th- in about and, and so get over, you have to stop at least twice to pee okay? yeah well, so it's, it's i'm efficient jimmy i pee and stretch at the well, not at the exact same time but i work it into the same trip right i plan accordingly you get the stretch out you get it all out uh and you're good to go um i think there is no better way to end the show than that right there so uh jimmy young pro cannabis media.com i have had I've had a, I think I've laughed more in this 60 minutes than I have uh, in a lot of our past episodes. I'm super glad to join you. I really appreciate speaking you. with you for uh, 
a while ago on pro cannabis media with the Cleveland school cannabis and just what you're doing, the fact that you are hustling and grinding, you know, you are this small production staff, but you are putting out seven days of content, not daily news stories. As we've learned seven days of content, a variety of content from big names, like those athletes that you mentioned are big names. Some of the business folks and the political folks you have on are big Chris names. Fields, Chris um, Fields, the CEO of weed maps has been on with us. Steve yeah. Daniel. That's what I'm saying. Name um, dropping um, Jimmy young. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. Name dropping name. Name dropping Jimmy Young. That's oh, right there. Uh, I have a wall of fame of all the sports figures that I've interviewed. I mean, it's pretty freaking amazing when you look, if you know the 80s and 90s, okay? You know, and uh, it, it is what it is. Hey, I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me and allowing me to come on. And I am going to give one more plug. I am so proud of our new show every week, not daily yet, but weekly news. We have a network quality anchor named Elena Pinto who worked in the Boston market as a morning news anchor and then was fired because she appeared as an extra in an Adam Sandler movie. Okay. And didn't ask permission from her bosses. So everybody seems to know Elena Pinto in the Boston market, because every time I show the picture of our news anchor, they're like, I have seen her. I have seen her. Well, now she is doing the news for pro cannabis media every week. Now, granted she had a fever this week. We gave her the day off. Okay. There you go. We, we being, we being me. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know what? I am so amazed that I have 18 people working for me for nothing and contributing to that show. It just shows you the passion coast to coast for this cause. And again, I did it myself for well over a year. And I was up till 2 a.m. doing news editing for over a year. Okay. And now, because I've got a staff and a producer, I just do the 40-second voiceovers. I'm the studio announcer, the old guy at the station that did all the studio announcements, yes, <laughs> yes. the commercials, the IDs. That's me. <laughs> That's a great gig, but it shows, I mean, but it's grown into what it is now, right? I think, Archie, do you still have the Roku channel that you had? Yes, PCM TV. Yeah. That's what's right behind me. PCM TV on Roku and Apple, okay? And you can get the live stream there. But you know what? We take that live stream from Roku and put it on our homepage on Pro Cannabis Media. That's the 24-7. So if you go to that page on the homepage, you push the little arrow and up comes the, the live stream, which is great. But keep in mind what I said about the consumer in charge. Everything we have is on YouTube and everything's on demand on our Roku channels and on our website now. So, you know. Go to the website, please, and subscribe, yes. like, and share, and all that stuff. Do all the other stuff you got to tell, and those links will be in the comments below. Uh, Jimmy Young, ProCannabisMedia.com. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you joining Thank us. Thank you. It's been a really blast of a conversation. Uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, Jimmy, take care. Thank you. Oh, see ya. <laughs> oh, I like this.